From the streets of Melrose Park to the trading floor of the Merc, he's fought for every dollar he's ever earned. And now, with personal liberty and our system of capitalism under assault in America, he's here to seize back our rights from the government. With a cigar in one hand and a copy of the Declaration of Independence in the other, he's Sean Thompson. And this is The Sean Thompson Show. Chicago morning, a poor little baby child is born in the ghetto. 1969. Elvis Presley recognized exactly what Chicago was. Now, how would you say the trajectory of Chicago has gone since 1969? Think back to when Fauci was a new hire in the federal government. 1969, already... Of course, at that time, we were only 60 years under Democrat mafia rule. It was already a national joke. And uh, I found it extremely laughable today as Kamala Harris, the vice president of the United States of America, who last week during the crisis at the border was given a very specific job by the doddering dimwit and diapers. He said, now, listen, Kamala, this is your baby. You're in charge of this. Everybody knows I have to be in bed by 3.30 and this is going to take some work. So I'm going to put you in charge of the border. She has yet to go to the border. That's 10 days ago. Now I understand. Listen, as many of you know, I've had numerous jobs, most of which in labor and all kinds of businesses. So I've worked with a lot of Democrats and I understand they don't move fast. No, no, no. In fact, when they get a job, their first question is what time is lunch and do I get a break and how long do I have to wait for vacation? That's just how their brain works. So I knew when he gave her the job, she wasn't going to run down there, figure out things, or even get the information she needed. I knew she'd stretch it out as long as she could possibly stretch it out. But I didn't think it would be like a road contract with the state of Illinois, where it just goes on for months and months and months before anybody goes to see why the orange cones are there. But instead, she decided to come to the hub of Democrat mafia rule, the prime example of what a city and state looks like when Democrats are in charge. We call it Chicago. Elvis Presley and the rest of the world call it a ghetto. So she came here, and I think it was just to see if Lori Lightfoot had her little Geppetto costume on, because I know she likes to dress like she's a cobbler from 1908. So as she had her little costume on with the hat and the feather, they were going to tour vaccine sites. Ooh, go have a good look at the vaccine sites, because what you shouldn't know is that since my last night broadcast, when only 41 people were shot in the sewer of Chicago from April 1st to yesterday, Now we're at 60. So we've done 19 in a day. Isn't that great? Come and tour Chicago and see how successful the vaccination sites are working. You're going to love it. Want to get out of the car? I don't think we should. I'm hoping the head of the Secret Service said, no, no, listen, just wave out of the sunroof and we'll keep going right to the airport so you could maybe go back to work and do your job. But that's not even a job they're doing. They're putting lipstick on this pig of infrastructure and they're selling it. Every Democrat apparatchik, Marxist mafia moron is on a tour to talk about how great it is that we just are going to give these morons another $2.25 trillion that they admit to. Quietly, they know that's the starting point. And before he's even done with that, he's working on a new one. And what they're not talking about is in the original one, the COVID rescue plan. I found this very, very exciting, very... Uh, very enlightening, really, is, is, is the proper word. And what I found that was enlightening is I have friends in high places and low places. I've even got friends who are members of various unions. I've even got friends who are members of Midwestern unions, Central State Pension Fund unions. See, now, the funny thing about Central State Pension Funds, this is the one that the Teamsters and various other trucking companies had. Through misappropriation of funds, how they gave it to, like, their friends named Jaws, Through misappropriation of funds, how they invested with any two-bit wannabe gangster who said, I got an LLC, let's get the party started. They managed to, what's the proper word? I can't really say it on radio, but you understand when they relieve themselves, they relieve themselves, they just, the money's gone. So luckily in 1980, the, the United States government said, look, we know most of you companies have been shaken down and you have to contribute to this pension fund. We're going to deregulate that. So very quickly after 1980, numerous, numerous trucking companies left 
the central state's pension fund, which was riddled with fraud and scandal and failure. So they were scheduled to go out of business in the year 2025. That was it. They weren't making the promises that they had been making for the last four decades. And the fund was bankrupt. It was existing on on federal handouts and life support and welfare. In the last bill, for two point, or I'm sorry, $1.9 trillion, how many people knew in the COVID rescue plan that they were bailing out the central state's pension fund? This, well, I'll tell you what, they sent a letter to their, to their uh, recipients of this pension thinking specifically President Biden, as he signed into law the American Rescue Plan Act of 2021. This law creates special financial assistance programs for financial troubled multi-employer plans like this pension fund. So thank you very much. We bailed out the pension fund in a bill for $1.9 trillion that was sold as the COVID rescue bill. So now they can't wait to get this other bill out because all of these union wannabe gangsters, they know there's more of these kickouts for more of the scandal and the fraud they've been committing since the idea of unions ever left the, the, the lips of organized crime figures we call unions. That's all they are. And now the rest of the country is going to bail them out and they wrap it in this bill. So there's a lot at risk in this so-called infrastructure plan, which really consists of about 9% of the money going to actual infrastructure. Roads and bridges. Roads and bridges and rail. Oh my. Roads and bridges and rail. I mean, it is, it is such a ridiculous redundancy that they run on year after year. And by the way, this is bipartisan. Here's where I'll cut diapers a little break. He does, he does understand that the other side of the organized crime we call Republicans, they're in on the infrastructure boondoggle as well. So he was asked about it today at a, uh, as he was getting off a helicopter. So bear with me with the sound. If the Republicans argue that we don't need infrastructure... Need not. They've been talking about the need for it for years now. If the Republicans decide that uh, we need it, but they're not going to pay for it, it's just going to increase the deficit. If the Republicans say the next- that's interesting, it's just going to increase the deficit. So, in other words, what he's saying is they're going to go along with this plan, including all the tax increases, because if they don't, we're going to do it anyway. You almost have to love the the candid nature in which he understands. I don't need Republican support for anything anymore. I can jam through whatever I want. So this bill is going to pass. There is nobody going to stop it. Now, you could pretend old lady Mitch McConnell is going to help you. He's going to give lip service to raise money to the GOP, but he's not going to help you. Because the reality is Joe Biden is exactly correct here. These Republican apparatchiks of the government want this money just as much as the Democrats do. See, that's what has happened. We've been overtaken by the way in which we've allowed this government to usurp every section of our nation. Every municipality, I guess in, the, in Illinois there was the big vote today, municipalities, right? To me, there's no question in which direction Illinois is going. I think the most radical politicians on the ticket are going to win this spot unequivocally, and it'll continue to go further, further into the sewer in hopes that they can get another bailout of the one they needed that they didn't even receive yet. They're already spending the money. You just heard in the news clip by El Verde, how, how Pritzker is excited about the $7 billion going to 4,000 public schools. That's $1.75 million per school. They're getting it from the federal government, which means the rest of the country is bailing out our Communist Teachers Union here in Chicago and the rest of Illinois. So they've got us in the corner, and we're just hoping they don't go to the body. They've already got us beat. It's just a matter of hoping we can survive the round. That's how I look at this. And Joe Biden is at least, he must have caught a moment of clarity. I think there was some caffeine involved, perhaps some Viagra. He got through the, the two press conferences today, which is really a miracle. Next phase of my plan, we don't need to invest in VA hospitals and keep the sacred obligation we made to so many Americans. Now he cares about the VA hospitals. He cares about the VA hospitals and forgetting exactly what Obama Biden did to the VA hospitals, how poorly they were run, how poorly the veterans were treated under the Obama administration. I mean, this this is like the Obama administration, just the limp version. That's all this is. It's going to be the same thing. It's the same people. It's going to be the same failure. And most of all, it's going to be the same misappropriation of funds. So they know all they have to do is for the next two weeks, get every apparatchik, every, every Democrat who profits from this, 
Every little neighborhood, every little nook and cranny. You know this. We're in Chicago, Illinois. You can't throw a rock without hitting one of them. Every one of them is going to get a check, and they can't wait for it to hit. If the Republicans say the 400,000 homes and, and our schools and daycare centers that have lead pipes, lead pipes delivering water to their doors, if they say we shouldn't be doing that, what do you think would happen if they found out all the lead pipes were up in the Capitol and every time they turned on the water fountain? So I, I... But when Obama was caught in Flint, Michigan, he drank the water. I remember that press conference very clear. How he drank the water it was just, it was no big deal to have the lead pipes in, 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 in Flint, Michigan. See, the reality is all of this infrastructure that they pretend is an emergency every year, it's because the money that we pay for it every day, every day that we're taxed, that money is squandered. So it is now the greatest excuse to continue to use it and beat us over the head every single time. And the reality is at this point, the Republicans have really just put themselves in a shameful position because this is the same thing that Trump used to say about the infrastructure. The only difference is Biden doesn't need anybody else to pass it. Trump needed other support. I mean, I just keep, I I keep wondering how long the people are going to continue to fall for it. And the reality is when you hear Mitch McConnell come out and Mitch McConnell supposedly be the voice that's going to save us and appeal to the young people, I think you got a problem. Last question. Mr. President, have you spoken to the Federal Reserve Chairman Jay Powell yet? I have not. Can you say why? I am not. Uh, look, I think the, uh, the Federal Reserve is an independent operation. Oh, is it? The Federal Reserve is an independent operation. See, that's what's coming next. This is such economic sabotage. It is a three-front assault on the American sovereignty. This is a guarantee to not only collapse the dollar, but to give us the cost of inflation from these failures on top of taxation. I mean, are you, is there enough infrastructure to make you support it? I'm curious to know, is there anybody out there who supports this infrastructure? 312-642-5600. I also understand that in this, in this bill, there's going to be another round of some gravy. There's going to be more checks. I think it's going to be more child credits. I mean, have you just been bought off enough to where you don't care? Or have we really lost the fabric of what made us a society that didn't want to be so susceptible to taking orders from the government? I'm amazed at the fact we allow this guy to give us orders of how it will be. And I I have yet to hear a Republican argue against it. 312-642-5600. I didn't spill water on the council this time. I'll tell you what, the, 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 the... The way in which this divides a nation, when you force feed us this atrocity, I don't know how it ever gets back to where you have any kind of respect for the other party. As I listen to this moron speak, I have zero respect for him and anybody who would support this kind of abuse of our future. This is not an infrastructure bill. This is how you steal the future away from kids yet even born. This is supposedly this is the dollar. This is supposed to mean something. We're supposed to be addressing the issues at hand right now. Instead, they're doubling down, tripling down. And when it's all said and done, if you question them, then you are the enemy. I wear that so proudly under a fascistic, corrupt mafia like the Democrat Marxists are. I love being their enemy because I have never bought a word of this BS. I've recognized what this scumbag is and has been for 47 years. I didn't need the proof of the laptop and the actual evidence of the millions upon tens of millions paid off to his idiot moron son and the rest of that morphodite family. Didn't need it. It's obvious what he is because we're used to it here in Chicago. Those guys in their big $3,000 suits and their phony, phony success with their pinky rings on Rush Street. You didn't, they weren't all aldermen, but they were all connected to one. It's been disgusting and disgraceful to watch this organized crime we pretend is a Democrat party as it destroys not only the wealth of the dollar in our pocket, but the wealth of the dollar our grandkids are going to make. And when he's asked about it, he has the audacity to be arrogant. Do you think the Masters golf tournament should be moved out of Georgia? I think that's up. played the wrong clip. That's about the Georgia thing. But that's another point. Another point. Asked about, this is, this is persecution through deception, what they're doing over the Georgia vote. 
They have no conscience. That's how they could steal the future. That's how they could lie to your face about an infrastructure bill that has less than 10% going to the very roads and bridges they spew out of their mouth. It's almost unimaginable how they could be this straight-faced, this bald-faced liars that they are. Every single one of them. Crisis at the border. What the hell are you doing in Chicago, Kamala? It's a joke. Come here just to see the shootings. Kyle in Woodridge. Hey, uh, I think the only thing that one is going to fix the people, uh, or the dollar, I should say, since it's burning faster than an oppo, would be the tax you suggested yesterday, where you pay a quarterly, semi, you know, once a year, things of that nature. Cut their knees and off two, it the way they get the money. You want to control exactly. somebody? You don't, if your kid is a crackhead, let's just say you're not going to be the president, but your kid's a crackhead. You control it by cutting the money off. Let him go on his own and figure it out. Well, Go ahead. Yeah, and then you figure, but, and then uh, hopefully not, but sadly, I feel like it's getting to the point where it's going to happen. As uh, Joe used to say, I'm curious on your opinion when people are actually going to grab their muskets and do something about it. Uh, nobody's uh, going to grab their muskets. And what are you going to do? You're going to fight your own countrymen? We're, we're not the scum that hates our fellow countrymen. We're not the ones that want to harm our fellow countrymen. They are. They have been for a millennium. Every time, in the very beginning, when this corruption was allowed to present itself as government, nobody gave, gave a, a rip about the ramifications to the innocent citizen. Nobody cared. And they still don't care. This, and by the way, the reason they like all these regulations, all these taxes in place, so that they have to force corporations to pay them off. You, you don't buy for a minute that this is meant for everybody. Once it's in place, now you pay to have the, the, the hands shifted around your neck moved. That's how it is. The problem is, how do we let them get their hands around our neck in the first place in a representative republic? When we have examples like the very one I'm broadcasting from and you're listening to, we know it's a failure. It's astonishing to me that for the life of me, I have yet to hear a Republican say everything they touch is wrong and bankrupt and corrupt. Everything. You cannot point to a municipality that is run without corruption and fraud. Here, in this bill right here, $7 billion for 4,000 schools. Hmm. So that means that every public school in Illinois is going to get $1.75 million. Yet, all of those schools are the reason they've increased our taxes and destroyed our property values. And it's still not enough. The Leviathan of communism and Marxism and socialism, it's all the same thing. And it's insatiable. You cannot fund it enough. You cannot print the money up enough. And if you think you believe this moron for one minute, that they're not leveraging the Federal Reserve for the first time in American history, and it existed under Trump as well, the Federal Reserve agreed to prop up bonds with this, without discretion. They could do whatever the hell they want. They don't need Congress. They don't need the Senate. They need nothing. That's why they recycle these old transgendering hags that continue to run it in the ground and rob the people. It's a disgrace because I care about the future. If you don't care and you're satisfied with the cheese they tell you is sustenance, then shut up and go along with it and vote Democrat like thousands and hundreds of thousands of morons did in the very state that represents the the Democrat corruption. Teresa on the north side. Hi, Sean. Uh, You know, the Democrat message is have more children, get more money. What those people don't realize is that the socialists, it's the way to control them, and they rely on the government to support them. And as long as they're getting free money, well, for them, you know, because the rest of us are paying for them, but they will stay complacent. They will do nothing with their lives. And moreover, there will be, but what they will be is very good and very willing slaves. Those are the people that will believe anything this government says to them. And, you know, it's, it's astonishing exactly to me. The reason, right. the reason I sent that song is to show you this is nothing new. We've got, we've got 50 years of this. 50 years of Chicago being a punchline because it is run by these very corrupt, very wrong-headed, and, and, and very economic illiterate Democrats. And yet here we are in the year 2021, and you've got this cartoon character dressed like Geppetto running the damn city, where you've got 60 shootings in six days. And the, and the, and the VP comes here for a photo op? It's a disgrace. Teresa, thanks for the call. All right, 312-642-5600. We'll be back with your calls. I always feel like 
I really used to love that song, boy. Hair was a lot thicker when that was popular. I'll tell you, I think the reason I'm so aggravated is I knew what this moron was. For months and months, I spent four months before just going over exactly how bad it would be, how little you would be under this fascistic, neo-Marxist, scum Democrat party. And uh, one of my favorite clips was this one. You know me. You know my heart. You know my story, my family story. Ask yourself, do I look like a radical socialist? You look like an 80-year-old Marxist who clearly is wearing a diaper. That's what you look like to me. And here we are in the reality of this usurpation of the most powerful office on the planet. And now I am just but a victim to your whim. And so are corporations, by the way. Corporations are but a victim to his whim. And you know what corporations understand? Just that. They know that they must make this government happy because they fear it now. Because in all of these infrastructure bills, massive increases to the agencies that will put you under knee. It will take away your property, will take away your money that you earn. We are living in a country when the definition of greed is a man that wants to keep his own money. And the definition of virtue is the scumbag that wants to have the government strip it away from him in order to get this month's rent in. That's how bad it is. So, yeah, if I'm kind to you, you're a socialist. But to me, you're just a neo-Marxist in diapers. That's all you're ever going to be. And that's what you are. It's disgraceful. All right, let's go to the lines. Greg in Long Grove. Hey, good to talk to you. Thank you. It, your opening statement made me think about what happened in 1983 in Lincolnwood when Alan Dorfman was killed. And a few years after that, uh, Mop, uh, a was, uh, with other individuals were convicted with regard to their connection to the tent pension uh, fund. No, 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 but those guys, thought, those guys were convicted of skimming. The pension, the pension, those in control of the pension, I don't think they saw a day in jail. Not a day in jail. No, they didn't. They convicted the I wrong guy, in my opinion. Go ahead. After the, after the convictions, I thought it became defunct. I was surprised when you were talking to, that the Fed is actually funding the thing. Well, well, you know, it's it's been amazing to me how no one puts two and two together. You remember when the UAW head of the union just went away? He was, he was pretending he was a man. He was buying cigars and cars like he was an actual businessman. He just went to prison. I mean, we have scandals that are across the country. It's not just Chicago. We have scandals that are across the country. This is how this 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 entity works. It pays off politicians so that politicians regulate their existence. It extorts the very workers who make up the unions because they got to pay to play or they don't go to work. It extorts the companies at threat of government force. It is the definition of mafia. Yet we pretend it's an actual entity that has virtue. It created, it, it just steals from everybody it's involved. It steals from the worker, it steals from the corporation, it steals from the government by paying off the politician. This is the year 2021. You would think that we would be in intellectually beyond this kind of scam. But then again, I, I guess we're not. If you've got, you want me to believe 81 million people voted for this political whore that is our president today. So I'm surprised too. I yeah. can't believe that the... Uh that the organization is still still running parts of Chicago and Illinois. All aspects of Marxism are like cockroaches. They never really die or go away. So these pensions will be in existence for as long as there's a politician for sale. And that's the problem with our system. And the, and the other issue we have is there are no angels among men. The only restrictions in this country, Greg, are not to be on you and me or business owners or corporations. The only restrictions in this entire country are to be on politicians. Yet, where do they have them? They are for sale, and it's obvious. Joe Biden is the president. This is the greatest political joke in American history. This guy represents incompetence, fraud. He's actually been convicted or, or, uh, uh, through the public eye and the Democrat Party. When he ran in 88, he was laughed off the stage because he was plagiarizing speeches. This, is, this guy has been for sale. He's the lowest of the low, and he's the president at 80 years old. When if I took the light bulb out of the exit sign, he'd be lost in this studio for a month. It's disgraceful to me. Absolutely. Thank you, Greg. Don't worry. You're, you're bailing out everybody. Something tells me you know that. Richard in Plano. Hey, Sean. Thanks for taking my call. Thank you. That's great. Uh, you got the spot now. But I've been following everything very closely. I'm a political junkie. And with this latest stimulus bill, infrastructure bill, it takes me back to uh, when 
President Obama had the major stimulus infrastructure bill money in his bill and that, that's eight hundred billion. Yeah, what he and, looks what he stole and what he misappropriated looks like a hell of a deal compared to this thing. I'm wondering where's the cash for clunkers? You know it's around the corner. Where's the next well, cylindra? You, know, you got trillions into the next cylindras. Well the only thing we got out of that was a bunch of signs on the highways that were fixing things up and then Obama said on the mic one time, oh, well, I guess they weren't as shallow ready as we thought. <laughs> oh, yeah. They, and, they, uh, they have no shame. If they had shame, yeah. would, would Joe Biden really show his face? If there was honor and integrity and shame for failure and mis- and fraud, would how many politicians we'd lose? We'd have to start all over again. And, uh, you know, maybe that's what we should do, Richard. Thank you very that's much. That's what we need to do. I agree. Bye. With the restraint on them. How do you restrain them? Money. Money. Here's one thing I'm going to tell you right now. This is the one thing the the ultra left and we should agree on. The only restrictions in this country should be on the political money for campaigns. I totally agree with it. I totally and completely agree with it. And as far as these these Pritzkers, this beanbag with a pumpkin on it that bought the governor's seat because he burned through hundreds of millions. uh uh-uh, Not allowed. Everybody gets the same money. Now go out and sell your spiel. And when you get caught, you go to jail this time. And here's another thing maybe we should start with. How about these Congress people who are going to pass this boondoggle on the American people that are going to pay for it? Don't get to buy stock in the companies that are going to benefit from it. What do you say we fix stock fraud 101? Because every time I look at that market, it's not a market anymore the way I learned it. It's a Ponzi scheme. And these politicians and all their little helpers in their office are making a fortune on us. And that's why these stocks are where they are. And that's why uh, Nancy Pelosi's got an $18,000 refrigerator. She didn't earn it the way some of us do. She stole it. And her moron husband as well. 312-642-5600. I'm going to go to commercial. I'll take your calls when we go back. Shut up and take my money. This is too good. I don't want to interrupt it. Are you kidding me? It's a good time. I used to have the crank sunroof on the car with the old crank. A couple of hairs blowing in the wind. I still love that. I'm still addicted to the sunroof open. Biden administration retracts claim that 2.25 trillion infrastructure plan would create 19 million jobs. 19. I mean, if you still do the math on how much these jobs. And, and, and by the way, when government spends money and a job pops up, that's not a real job. That's a welfare job. That's a subsidized job. Now, if you're saying as a society, there's some universal agreement that there's value to it. I have yet to see one that isn't involved in police work. That, to me, is the only... And I'll even do maybe firemen, except for Illinois, where the firemen are paid like neurosurgeons, and the whole rest of the country, 80% of them are volunteer. Here, though, they're very, very high-end. And I'm sure in Chicago you need them. After all, you're getting 60 people shot in six days. There's got to be fires and all that kind of mayhem nonsense. But Democrats run it. All right, let's clean the lines, and we'll shift a little bit. Tom, Deer Park... Sean, hi. Uh, I heard the previous caller mention uh, the Purple Hotel in Lincolnwood where they uh, whacked Dorfman, and it just spurred me. Uh, I grew up in that neighborhood, so, you know, there were events that I was at, but none of the ones I'll mention. But, you know, after Dorfman got whacked, it became famous for where Stuart Levine, who was in with Retzko, and it was Obama's guy and tied in with Hassert, had the wild parties yeah. and, uh, it's, they did knock it down. They haven't. Uh, they haven't built it up yet. But uh, anyway, th- that was just a. Do you thought. know what's that funny, Tom? Infamous. Resco went away, kept his mouth shut, got out, and he's right back in. T- he's right back in the movie things. He's right back. All the other guys who went away uh, are are who? And the answer is nobody. All the banks that were involved with him, all the guys that went through the campaign con- he, he he orchestrated fundraisers for the biggest of the big. And absolutely nothing. He he misappropriated and abused Section 8 people. That was his scam. He actually frauded the housing system. He went away for three years. You want to talk about a joke? It's disgraceful. And you want to know something? He he was probably told, keep your mouth shut, you'll be out. Otherwise, you'll go away like you were, you were a regular fella. Tom, thanks for the call. But this is what we're used to here. For us, this is normal. 
In the real world, it's not supposed to be. What makes me sick isn't that, oh, this is happening. We all knew it was happening. You want to know what makes me really sick this week? How many good, honest states and people bailed out this sewer of corruption? And, there, and Pritzker is at the plane when Kamala Harris gets off the, gets off the plane. Pritzker and, and uh, Lori Lightfoot in her Geppetto costume, like a real freak show. Steve in Mount Prospect. Do you remember the last infrastructure stimulus when every road in Cook County was paved over with two inches of compressed asphalt? Out of order, no matter where it was, and now all that asphalt is going to fail at the same time with no money to replace it because they took it off the schedules. Well, I don't remember them all being being done. I remember select few. You know how it works. It doesn't work where the, you know, the people in the poor areas get their streets redone. This works where if, if they're connected to uh, an alderman's house, then that road will get it done, just the way they get it plowed. But, of course, that's the scam, right? Why would you want to do something that actually works? And the irony, the irony to this whole story is, the rest of the country travels on roads that were built by Eisenhower. In four years, he built the interstate system. In four years, most of those roads have never been touched, and they're still operational and still better than the ones here in Chicago. But how could you shake down the, the companies that pretend to be in the paving business? Because they know it's a gift that just keeps on giving. Just shave a little off to the right guy, you get the contract next year. And we just keep saying infrastructure, infrastructure, infrastructure. And they hide in all these payoffs to the unions behind it. I mean, I'll tell you what, what a great scam. I mean, these guys, lucky Luciano. I don't know what the hell he was thinking being a gangster. Why didn't he just become a congressman? He had a pension at the end of it that he didn't need. Kind of like uh, the rest of them. Jim Mokina. Oh, hi, Sean. Hi, uh, Like your show. I know you're a fighter. I just have a question. Mike Lindell, the My Pillow guy, you know, is a sponsor of your show and several others. So why why don't you name those big box stores that are trying to put him out of business? Because I'm not and, in. I'm not. I, I think big box stores covers it, Jim. And here's the other thing: I'm not willing to hurt somebody else. I'll hurt myself. I'll bring this attention to myself. I don't need this. I don't need this right now. But I'll do it because I think I am fighting. So I'll take the heat. I can't wait for the audit. I'm sure it's going to happen. I'll take it because, number one, I'm honest as the day is long. I don't do anything wrong. And number two, I don't feel I should have to fear my government like the rest of these big box stores do. And the rest of the MLB and the rest of them that Biden and, and the other guy are shaking down. This is very interesting. I'm not sure how to say your name, so I don't want to butcher it. Is it, is it how do you say it? Akiva. Akiva. Hi, Akiva. Thanks for calling. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah, I want to know what's going on with this minimum wage thing. It sounds pretty crazy to me. Minimum. I was in a Costco yesterday. I'm seeing them out the self-checkout. They're growing by the minute. Yeah. How is this helping anyone? We have, we have, it went from 400, 400 grand a couple. They start taxing you like crazy. And, and then it's 200 a spouse. I'm not even sure if I'm allowed to say that nowadays. But, um, but yeah, I was in Akiva, I'm going to tell you right now, this has been going on for 70 years because the minimum wage manipulation is the greatest asset to unions. It doesn't hurt. It doesn't help people. In fact, it hurts people. Business owners, it takes away their ability to cultivate employees. It takes away their ability and it forces them. It forces them to pay people they they wouldn't pay high wages. So they have to be very selective in hiring. If the government cared about corporations and private businesses and and the and the ability for people to grow it would allow businesses to cut deals to employees as a business owner if i don't have the the ability to say what what a, what an employee is worth do i even own the business number 1 but number 2 i can't give that kid that knows nothing a job i can't afford for him to learn you hurt the very people you say you're helping because like many things the government does it's not about the people it's about the unions that pay them High minimum wage is the greatest asset to corrupt unions that force high wages at very minimum work. See, that's the goal. By the way, never forget, Akiva, you know how many Americans are on minimum wage, are paid by minimum wage? 2%, less than 2% when, when Trump was president. Now, after Biden, oh, yeah, those poor people and that supposed lower middle class, that area gets real thick. Because what these Democrats create, time in and time out, is poverty. They are the architects of the ghetto, which is why a song played in 1969 is relevant in 2021. That's the, that's the real skinny. Yet they keep selling that BS. 
And there are people who are their, their base keep going on welfare, so they stop. They don't have that independent thought anymore or that, that confidence within themselves to work out of the problems. That's why. And, and, and unfortunately, it looks like 81 million people, I guess, I guess, 81 million people supported it. Whew. It's not a bright outcome for the future. We'll be back after these messages. Thank you for listening. streets of Melrose Park to the trading floor of the Merc. He's fought for every dollar he's ever earned. And now, with personal liberty and our system of capitalism under assault in America, he's here to seize back our rights from the government with a cigar in one hand and a copy of the Declaration of Independence in the other. He's Sean Thompson. And this is The Sean Thompson Show. Think like many of you, I always had optimism in righteousness, in the truth, in the American way. I've watched over the course of my life that be bastardized, where liars seem to profit, where fraud seems to win. I think this last few months has been the prime example of that. But what I also have never seen in my life is a president that took glee in one of the state's being really kind of financially devastated and hurt and persecuted on a lie. Do you think the Masters golf tournament should be moved out of Georgia? I think that's up to the, uh, the Masters. Look, uh, you know, um, it is reassuring to see that uh, for-profit operations and businesses are speaking up about how these new Jim Crow laws are just antithetical to who we are. There's another side to it, too. So now there he goes, the new Jim Crow laws. He's happy to see for-profit corporations pull out of a state, you know, in in the country he's the president of. So I wanted to bring on somebody who's been at the forefront of reporting on this. It's Alex Sawyer, legal affairs writer for The Washington Times. I've talked to her before. I'm sure she remembers. I know this was her favorite interview she ever did. Alex, how are you? Hey, good. Thanks. So um, the new Jim Craw election laws, the comparison. Is he right or is he just another liar? I think the problem is, is that um, you have one side that's just been out there and louder than the other. If journalists took time to ask um, Republicans, you know, why, for example, why limit early voting or why are some states cutting back? Um, Iowa recently went from 29 days of early voting to 20. 20 is still a long time. Um, But why? And some of them, you know, I did a story on this, um, say that it's because of cost. States are responsible for running their elections, and you have to pay the same, you know, supervisors at every poll station that are there like you have on Election Day. So there seems to be reasonable answers for why, um, you know, different state legislatures are doing what they're doing. But unfortunately, uh, that those follow-up questions and the fair and balanced reporting isn't happening. In fact, Georgia actually doubled their early voting. And they went right. They went to 17 days. New Jersey. There, and New yeah, Jer- I was going to say also there 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 was reports that they were going to cut weekend voting. But I think they actually added a Saturday. They so added, that also they, was an issue. Correct. They added a Saturday. And Stacey Abrams, who ran for governor, the uh, the uh, out of shape woman who ran for governor in Georgia, was in New Jersey after they expanded their early day voting to nine days. And she was very excited about that. And she praised New Jersey for the nine day early voting yet. In this actual Georgia law, which I think very, very few people have have read, they are far more liberal from their drop boxes to their early voting to their second weekend, far more than the Democrat mafia run states like New Jersey and New York. Do you think the truth matters anymore in the uh, year 2021 or have we elected a liar because we like the lie? 
I think it's um, concerning uh, a couple of reasons. One, like I mentioned, there doesn't seem to be any sort of fair media or reporting on this, like the idea of the MLB moving from Georgia to Colorado. A lot of people haven't noted that Colorado actually has less days of early voting than Georgia, um, which is, I think, something Senator Tim Scott pointed out uh, today on Twitter. And then also, when you played the clip earlier of Joe Biden, it was what I thought and found um, just kind of uh, eye-opening is you have a president calling for various boycotts, but he was the one who ran on being the uniter and not the divider, right? He was going to be the one to bring um, the no red state and blue state, he, just the United States. Um, but that just seems to fly in the face of what we're hearing now from the White House. Oh, I'm, I'm a proponent. I, I would love it if states just said, nah, we're not going to abide by this. We're going to be run by, uh, by the governance system where we don't we don't enrich liars and frauds and cheats. I would love that to happen. It's really not going to happen. But um, what the left has done successfully is understand they need to balkanize us, even if it's based in lies. And um, we now see civil rights groups challenging the Georgia election law in court. I was looking at your That's story. True, yes. So, uh, yeah, they've already filed lawsuits in Georgia and Iowa. I think anywhere you see um, different laws being passed, you're going to have lawsuits. One of the things I I think is important to note, the RNC has already moved to intervene in the in the um, lawsuits, which is interesting because when I covered some of these um, legal battles ahead of the 2020 election. There were efforts by these liberal groups to do away with various requirements for mail-in ballots, all fighting the coronavirus pandemic, right? And they were largely successful. And um, the there was not much intervention that I saw, I mean, here and there, but with the RNC, the Trump campaign, I think that was one effort that they kind of let go until after the election. They weren't really in court trying to fight these these battles and stop um, the changes or any sort of settlements that that some of these states have made with the liberal groups. You know, I'm broadcasting to you from um, Chicago, Illinois, and we are the the really the leaders in the self-righteous Caucasian who looks at minorities with those low expectations and has that bigotry. He's not uh, afraid to uh, announce when I meet a, a person of any race, I look at them in their eyes and I assume they have the same capabilities and deserve the same freedoms and and respect I give myself. Are you? Do you think that there is a climate where minorities in America want to be condescended to and they want to be told it's harder for you to get a driver's license or a form of ID than it would be a white person? In the same way Joe Biden has innuendo, it, it's harder for them to log on to the Internet. You know, I would, yeah, no, I would I, think this would be rejected by minorities. Why do you think it's being accepted? Right. I think that that's um, that actually you're hitting on a topic that I have a story coming out um, tonight online and in tomorrow's paper on the whole voter ID issue. And um, the reason that you hear that it's harder for minorities to get identification, it's just um, I I spoke to uh, the attorney general from Indiana and he said that 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 in itself, those statements are racist. You know, that the idea that these voter ID laws are racist flies in the face of saying that minorities can't get an ID. Um, so, I mean, you just have uh, it's it's there's no merit to the argument. I mean, in fact, uh, the problem is, is that you've had the Supreme Court say that. Right. You had in 2008 the Supreme Court rule, in fact, that Indiana upheld in Indiana's photo um, voter ID because they said there was no. Um, evidence that there it would be hard for different classes of people in the state to obtain an identification to vote. On my sh- on my show last week, we had a I have a dear friend of mine whose mother died the same year minded in '08, and she just got a voter card with instructions on how to early vote. Um, Chicago, Illinois, is a joke. The Democrat Party is a joke. Their strongest base is the cemetery. Yet they proceeded to kind of expand that nationwide where what they're really lobbying for is any kind of consequence for frauding the vote. In the year 2021, when trillions of dollars are traded in an instance um, via blockchain and other other verifiable avenues to really bring voting into the new millennium. Do you think we have any hope of ever legitimizing and preventing the kind of fraud that Chicago, Illinois calls voting and that we, you know, I believe Joe Biden was elected on? Do you think we have a hope in the future of it being 
beyond the shadow of a doubt where we can audit votes and where we can guarantee who's voting is someone who should be and alive? I I think it's going to depend largely on if you see the Democrats get their For the People Act through Congress and onto Joe Biden's desk. Um, if that happens, there will be basically national standards for elections and states won't be able to implement these um, you know, various types of uh, voter integrity laws. So I think it's, it's yet to be seen, but it's very close. The House passed it. The Senate's already holding hearings on it. Um, and I've talked to a lot of people here in D.C., and they say if the Democrats are going to blow up the legislative filibuster, you know, to be able to pass laws on a simple majority rather than with 60 votes, they would do it for this because they want this more than they want, you know, the Green New Deal because this ensures that they – they, you know, in their eyes, that they have an advantage with the election. I have a hard time even saying the word constitution, as to me, it's been completely bastardized and destroyed and undermined for the last 12 months. Um, it's very specific, however, when it comes to voting. In fact, it, it, it says the state legislatures, and that's it, is in control of the voting of those states. Why do you think it is that the it's just it's just a given now that in some phony law, the Democrat mafia can usurp and, and destroy the, the responsibilities of the state legislatures and nationalize election fraud. Is it the ignorance of the people, the sophomoric education they received, or the fact that they just want $1,400? I think that um, another aspect of this is that the expectation is that it would go to court. And so part of the law that's interesting is it says it's actually written in there. Um, I read it, the almost 818 or 1860 something pages. Um, it says that you have to challenge the law in D.C. So even if Texas were to have an issue with the with part of, you know, the For the People Act, if it infringes on one of Texas's um, state election laws, they couldn't sue in Texas. They couldn't go to federal court in Texas. They would have to come to D.C. And, you know, there, there's a reason for that. It, there's an advantage. You know, I think the Democrats see an advantage in litigating here rather than um, going to some other state or other forum. Really? Well, here in Illinois, just so you know, for your own sake, we have a, uh, a corrupt um, alderman in Chicago who's, a, who's really a joke of a man. He used to walk around like a real gangster in the neighborhood. And what he did was his wife is on the Illinois Supreme Court. So I kind of get where you're going, because you want to bring this to a court that's real friendly to Democrat fraud. Otherwise, you know what? You'll end up walking around as an alderman and been a real gangster, made Al Capone blush, and nothing happens to you. So that's really where we're going with this. Before I let you go, the GOP officials cite, um, um, or the GOP is going to run advertising. I was just reading the RNC is going to do an ad blitz. Uh, isn't that just an excuse to raise more money? Because I, I find their resistance to voter fraud weak at the best. At the best word is weak. Yeah, well, it might be. I think a lot of people, a lot of Republicans felt that way. I mentioned in, when we were speaking just a few minutes ago about ahead of the 2020 election, how you didn't see, um, you know, so much court action from Republicans um, fighting back against some of the, the Democratic groups trying to strike various you know, restrictions down for voting uh, last November. And so, you know, maybe that's changing. Maybe they're trying to raise money so they can get ahead of it this time. I mean, I, I did notice that they already have filed to intervene in the Georgia and I think the Iowa cases. So, um, you know, maybe maybe they've learned. I'm not, I'm not sure. I guess only time will tell. Alex Sawyer, legal affairs writer for The Washington Times. What was your favorite? Was it the last interview? Is it this interview? Or will it be our next one, the favorite one of your career ever doing radio interviews? I think it just always gets better. All How's right. That? One, a good answer. Good answer. Alex Sawyer, thank you so much for joining me. We'll be back thank with your you. calls and comments after this. 312-642-5600. <laughs> All that's missing is a couple of meatheads I grew up with lifting weights. We didn't have a health club. We had my my buddy Guy's. His name was Guy. We had his garage. And we were too broke to have actual weights. So you know what this knucklehead did? He went and stole the sewer covers. He put them on the bars. <laughs> when I talk about meatheads. Loved it. Wouldn't change a damn thing. But then again, when I was a kid, presidents didn't uh, pick states out of the country that they hated. And they wished them to go bankrupt. I'm going to tell you what I think. This is an impeachable offense. Is it a stretch? Is it really a stretch when you have a president of the United States say he was glad, glad to see for-profit companies 
really bend knee to political intimidation and pull out of a state. Mr. President, do you think the Masters golf tournament should be moved out of Georgia? I think that's up to the, uh, the Masters. Look, uh, you know, um, it is reassuring to see that uh, for-profit operations and businesses are speaking up about how these new Jim Crow laws are just antithetical to who we are. So the accusation is these laws that when you read the bill are actually far more liberal than New Jersey, far more liberal than many Democratic hubs. They're cheering the fact that the MLB pulled out. They're cheering the fact that Coca-Cola is threatening and Delta and all these companies are threatening to pull out. But he must have caught himself because in this very speech, he goes on to say the actual ramifications are because the reality is. If these companies pull out, you're not harming rich people there. You're harming poor people. You're harming the people who needed the jobs. You're harming the people who would have worked at the MLB game. Not that I would ever. I almost feel guilty commenting on this because I think the problem with this entire country is that adult males know more statistics on mercenary athletes that they pretend is from a home team than they do about the election that just happened in their neighborhoods today. They know more about strangers, multi-million professional mercenary athletes, than they know about policies that are actually affecting their children. You know, the problem with America is adult men are watching these damn sports and gave them this kind of power over us. So what a joke. I'm so proud of myself. I couldn't name one damn player on the Bears, nor do I want to. Could care less. There's another side to it, too. The other side to it, too, is when they, in fact, move out of Georgia. Mm, then what, dummy? The people who need the help the most, people who are making hourly wages. Americans? Sometimes get hurt the most. Mm. I think it's a very tough decision for a corporation to make. Really? Or a group to make. Really? But I respect them when they make that judgment, and I support whatever judgment they make. But because it's based on your lie, scumbag. Your lie, the lie that came out of that, those dentures that passed right through that 80-year-old pie hole. Lie. Like everything else you've done your entire career. Fraud. This is a president who lied and now a state and millions of people are feeling the repercussions. Impeach the son of a dog. Instead of using it as a GOP fundraiser. Right, old lady face Mitch? Because God knows if anybody could put up a fight, it's you without the expression on that hound face you call. Let me just give an example. Let's take Major League Baseball, which is a, a pretty important Listen corporation. If are they flopping. applied the same standard they applied to Georgia, they couldn't have games in St. Louis because Missouri has a more restrictive voter law than Georgia, than the, than the new Georgia law. Uh, what are they going to do about the Mets and the Yankees? Uh, new York has a more restrictive uh, voter participation law than the new Georgia law. Uh, where does it end? So my warning, if you will, to corporate America is to stay out of politics. It's not what you're designed for. And don't be intimidated by the left into taking up causes that put you right in the middle of one of America's greatest political debates. Really, it's, it's, it's no wonder that a Chinese shipping heiress was so attracted to this man's man. So it's no wonder uh, the, 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 the Chinese heiress who to a shipping mogul, beauty queen compared to this guy that she is. It's no wonder she was attracted to him. I'm sure it was just because he represents the masculinity she finds irresistible. The whole damn thing's corrupt. So are you, Mitch, old lady face, like being told stories by Aunt B every time this dummy talks. Here he is, the most powerful Republican in the bunch. Deborah Arlington Heights. I'm just baffled that th- because this is based on a lie. If you've read the law, not nobody read the no no Democrat read the law. Out. Nobody. Well, apparently not. Because, but I, I just astounded that people are are falling for this and and believing it. And lies will become truth, and truth will become lies. It, I just I'm baffled. Isn't that the whole platform of the Democrat Party? Everything they have is a lie. The economy, everything they say about the the money they spend, going to create 19 million jobs. Lie. 
Green energy boondoggle lie. I got a story that we're going to do after the break. You're not going to believe it's the truth. Lie. Everything that they say, their entire platform is built on the Marxist lies that were spewed, that took a once great nation, Russia, and turned it into the Soviet Union. That's what they're doing here. They have nothing but lies. Look at Chicago. Kamala Harris comes here today. What are you doing here? You should be coming here with an army to say, stop the killing. We have 10 kids a day are killed by other kids. Where, what are you doing? Where's the prosecution? Yet Lori Lightfoot's got an idea. Let's stop foot pursuits because the 13-year-old with a gun got shot by a Chicago cop at 2.45 in the morning. So the cops are the bad guys, but not the guy, not the, the 21-year-old who gave the 13-year-old the gun he was with. What happened to that kid? Something tells me he's back on the street. So the whole damn thing is a lie, Deborah. We call it the Democrat platform, also known as the neo-Marxist frauds, spewing old Marxism. The problem is it's winning new popularity. We'll be back after this. Liar! Liar! A bag of weed, a bag of weed, everything is better with a bag of weed. It's the only help that's better with a bag of weed. Yeah, Illinois' new uh, Giancana plan for the economy is drug sales and gambling. Now, I have to tell you, I approach this, I, as many of you know or if you've heard, I don't drink. I don't believe in intoxicating myself. I don't see any reason to do that. I think it's ridiculous. I think it's sophomoric. And most of all, I don't think it's good for you. And I understand the properties of hemp. Believe me, I do. I have a uh, a company I've been, I started years ago that I've been invested with called High Tide Cream. And I have HighTideCream.com, and it's a PCR, a derivative of the hemp plant. So I understand the benefits of it. Philosophically, I get the arguments of it, but I don't believe in intoxicating yourself. I just don't. But I've always understood why the government wants you to be intoxicated, because you're a loyal slave. Soviet Union was notorious. No food. They had no food. They had no heat. They lived like prisoners without bars, but they had one thing. Vodka. Always had vodka. And it was uh, when, when the fall of the Soviet Union happened, you realized 50% of the people were alcoholics, drunk constantly, because that's what their policies bring you. Hopelessness. They need you to be without drive, without a desire to succeed. They need you to be dependent. They don't care if it's alcohol or drugs or gambling. You need to be on, d- dependent on their help. Illinois smashes marijuana sales record. Exceeding 100 million in March. It's a 20% increase. 20% in any business is quite successful. In fact, we're on track to have a billion two year. And um, one thing they don't ever talk about in all these statistics of how great it is, I've often wondered are we going to ever find out how much government cheese and welfare money bought this marijuana? Is anybody going to talk about how much unemployment? how they give you the little debit cards, bought this marijuana. So now we're subsidizing, intoxicating citizens of Illinois, and that's called, that's reported to as a good financial statistic. Yet I couldn't help but notice, really seems to be thriving the underworld drug market. They can't even do drug sales right. That's how bad it is. And, and you know, the, the, the part of me who believes that people are in charge of their own lives Whenever you create a, a black, you know, you're, this is a government-created black market. Prohibition always does that. So part of me says, ah, let it all go. Because um, one thing's for sure, when the government does it, it's going to present it as a win when, in fact, it's a big loss. George in Libertyville. How are you, George? Sean, couldn't agree more with you on everything you're saying. And I'll tell you what, my man. For those of us that have to wait for the dumbest of the common denominator to understand what the hell is actually happening is so frustrating. But we're going to have to wait until the pain is so bad for people to wake up. But is, is, but it's is a just, shame, though. You, first of all, you're 100 percent right. But boy, what a shame that is. As we watch, so, if they so, destroyed municipalities and cities like Chicago, states like Illinois, California, everything they touch. We still haven't learned. You want me to believe 81 million morons? I mean, there are there are 81 we'll million get a, get socialists. A load, get a load of this. So I'm having lunch today with my wife in Mount Prospect. All right. And she comes for the drink order. I said, I'm going to have a diet cola only if it's a diet Pepsi. And if you want to know the reason why, I'll be glad to tell you. She goes, oh, no, I know exactly why. I'll get that for you in a minute. Great. Had it with these people. That's great. You know, I was in, I stopped in Chipotle. Did you know I didn't realize 
Thank you for the call. I didn't realize you could order Coca-Cola made in Mexico, and you, it's called the Mexican Coke. Did you know this in, in, in Chipotle? And when they give it to the girl, I asked her, well, what's the difference? She said, oh, that one's used real sugar. They're making the Coke better in Mexico, for God's sakes. We've been drinking this stuff with all these chemicals in it. No wonder. It might be part of the trade deal. But another story that bothers me about all of this infrastructure is we all know it's a payoff scheme. We know what happened with Solyndra and the stealing that happened there. No persecution. Nobody went to prison. Nothing's ever going to happen. Somebody got away with $500 million. And we know that this bill is going to be littered with the same kind of waste, fraud, and abuse. So when Misty Callahan, the lovely Misty Callahan, handed me this story, she was giggling. And I love that. She's got the Betty Rubble laugh. I love the laugh. And I thought it was one of these onion stories again. But no, no, no. This is all part of the green energy movement. In fact, these are the academics of the United States. The National Academics of the United States must study technologies. Would artificial cooling the planet by reflecting away sunlight actually work? The title is, should we block the sun? Scientists say the time has come. They've studied it, and it's time to block the sun. They want to cool the planet by blocking the sun. So they want to build what exactly? The thing Mr. Burns wanted from The Simpsons? I remember that. Well, sir, you've certainly vanquished all your enemies, the elementary school, the local tavern, the old age home. You must be very proud. Mm. No, not for my greatest nemesis still provides our customers with free light, heat, and energy. I call this enemy the sun. Man has yearned to destroy the sun. I will do the next best thing. Block it out. Good God. Imagine it, Smithers. Electrical lights and heaters running all day long. But, sir, every plant and tree will die. Uh, owls will deafen us with incessant hooting. Uh, the town's sundial will be useless. I, I don't want any part of this project. It's unconscionably... Fiendish. I will not suffer your insubordination. There has been a shocking decline in the quality and quantity of your toadying, Whelan, and you will fall into line. Now- you know, it is it is fiendish what they're doing. This green energy movement is fiendish. The idea that you've been wrong for 70 years. 70 years. I read the book by Sean Gaston, also known as Caston. Sean Caston, the congressman elected in DuPage County. His father with that scam green energy company. In the 90s, he said by the year 2012, we would have to walk outside in spacesuits. It would be so hot. Everything they predicted is wrong. Everything for 70 years. They said we were going to get cold. We got hot. They said we were going to get hot. We got cold. Because they don't know what they're doing. This isn't science. They're not doing they listen, one thing's for for sure after this last year, the word science is really in place of scheme in this country. The government's got a scheme, it starts throwing out science. This is truly nothing more than one giant scheme. And they're as diabolical as Mr. Burns, and the idea that we would take seriously some sort of shield to block the sun is preposterous. And it's definitely going to be expensive. 312-642-5600. We'll be back with your calls and comments after this. That's not how it works. That's not how any of this works. Another one bites the dust. Another one bites the dust. Chicago licks its chops, though. This infrastructure bill, $3 billion for Lakeshore Drive. $3 billion. $2.3 billion to extend the red line. Funding 600,000 new water lines, repairing 8,000 miles of roadways. That's just Chicago, not including Illinois, not including the schools. This is why they support it. This is why they call it infrastructure. It has nothing to do with infrastructure. Now they're going to do the green energy. The sun is bad. Greenhouse gas is their measurement. Their CO2 never been lower, mainly because we were under house arrest for a year, although some states weren't. The numbers are arbitrary. The predictions are wild. It's more than chicken little. It's fear-mongering. And it works time in and time out. Their actual economic policies never work. For some reason, people are allergic to data. One last question. Have you ever seen the sun set? 
at 3 p.m. Ridiculous. These are grown men in America. What do you mean you're going to block the sun? How? How are you? How? How? And how much money is that going to be? Doesn't really matter because they're going to be sure and get it done. And we've been buying the same spiel and the same fear mongering. We've burned up hundreds of billions of dollars. And then when it comes time to pay for it, we're going to let these dimwits create arbitrary numbers like taxing corporations, regardless of the nonsense, putting limitations on individuals, telling people how they're going to benefit from it if they follow these little Rube Goldberg mechanisms if you buy this green energy nonsense. It's all one giant scheme. So Biden was asked about it as he got off a helicopter. He's got two masks on. He's 80 years old. He's got dentures in. And he doesn't know what the hell he's talking about. So try to muddle through. I want you to hear his how he got to his reasoning. Are you, are you afraid that a higher tax will drive corporations from the countries, though? Not, Not at, at all. Look, the tax, because there's no evidence of that. There's no evidence of high taxes driving corporations out of the country? Uh, you were in office when it happened, dummy. The last 47 years is the evidence. Every time you tax something, you get less of it. Period. End of story. And yet, for some reason, we're allowing Joe Biden, the destroyer of corporations, with the son as the bagman. This guy is going to pick the number. Now, the number is 28%. He says there's no evidence. No evidence has ever driven any corporations out. Well, then just use Trump's presidency of when he lowered it to 21. And in three years, more corporate growth, a more successful organic economy, and above all, more corporations created. See, that's what Joe Biden doesn't understand. Under his schemes and his policies, the corporations that, they, they, that will be created will be run on the government cheese. Corporations under the Republicans are, cor- are corporations that people start without government subsidies. Theirs is a subsidized Keynesian redistribution after the limitations are set that you must bend knee to. Joe Biden has never created one job. All he's ever done is subsidize and extort and corrupt. He is the face, old and weathered that it is, of the problems in the American government system. Joe Biden and the Democrats represent the corruption, the failure, the extortion. And now you're seeing the payoffs to their contributors called unions and organized labor. This is why they can come out with a straight face and sell you this boondoggle with no understanding of exactly the devastation it will create for an organic economy. This is the this is the economic sabotage of America itself. All of their plans, not only steeped in force, all guaranteed to penalize those of us not in on the scheme and the idea Americans would want for their children, a limitation put on them by Joe Biden. In this bill is also hidden million-dollar estate taxes when they start taxing you. One million dollars you can't pass on to your kids. Now, that might sound like a lot, and it is a lot. Not under the new Biden rules, it's not a lot. And the idea that they're going to tax us in death after you've managed to navigate this, this arbitrary system they've put in place to take away your money as you earn it explains why the definition of greed in America is a man that wants to keep his own money and the definition of righteousness is a scumbag that wants to take it away. We'll be back tomorrow. I always have fun on these shows. I love it. It's Tuesday. I'm lucky I got three more. We'll see you tomorrow, 5 to 7. Goodbye and good riddance. Don't believe in shooting stars, but she believe in shoes.